Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Journey Expressed. This is where we talk about faith, friendship, and the more of God. I'm your host, Jen Houston, and with me today is your lovely co-host, Mel Boyd. Oh, thanks, Jen. It's good to be here. It's so good to be here, and I'm a little bit giddy, a little bit excited for what we're here to talk about today. We feel like God has just kissed us with treasures <laughs> and confirmation, and I'm, I'm just really excited. What we're going to be talking about today is we're launching a new series for our listeners. We're launching a series that we're just simply calling, what are we calling it, Mel? Keys. Keys. <laughs> simply called Keys, and um, we just want it to be really encouraging, uh, easily to digest, um, easy to understand, and easy to apply. And so, these are things that we have learned, applied, and digested and lived out. And so we just kind of want to release some encouragement to you guys um, to release these keys as hope, as hope to overcome in these times and to not just survive, but to thrive. So today we are launching our keys series. And I think right as we get into it, we want to define what a key is. Um, so a key simply unlocks and locks. And Merriam-Webster defines a key as a means of gaining or preventing entrance, possession, or control, um, an instrument or deciding factor, something that gives an explanation or identification or provides a solution. Those are some great definitions right there. So with that in mind, Welcome to the Keys series, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are very excited. And speaking of keys, wanted to share a story about this specifically. So about four years ago, I asked my husband, Chris, for a giving key for my birthday. And some of you may know what they are. Some of you may not. It's a key with a word or a phrase. Some of them even have like a... Um, what do you call that, like a geographical location, coordinates mm -hmm. on it for something special. There's actually a website, we'll put it in our show notes, call, uh, it's www.thegivingkeys.com. And so anyway, I just prayed, for, I was praying for a word that I needed more of in that season. And um, the reason it's called a giving key is because when you feel like you're done, then you pray and just um, ask the Lord who to give it away to. Mm. So... Um, yes. So I, so anyway, a few months later, um, I took Jen out for her birthday and well, <laughs> around that time that it was your birthday and you wanted this key and I didn't even know anything about that. Uh, separately, I was with a friend, a mutual friend of ours, and I was in their living room, just kind of receiving some encouragement, some ministry time and prayer. And the husband said, Jen, do you know about those keys? I was like, what keys? You know, those keys with a word on them. And I was like, oh, yeah, the giving keys. I've seen, you know, people wearing them or whatever. He goes, I don't know what your word should be, but you need one of those those keys. And I was like, okay, you know, took it with a grain of salt and just like, okay. I didn't want to go, like, make it happen, so I didn't do anything <laughs> about it. And several months went by. And one day I was just getting ready and the really strong, clear thought came across my mind. Like, I want my key. I don't know what my word is, but I want my key, you know, kind of reaching back to that, um, that word that, um, friend gave me. And I was like, I'm ready for my key. So 
Here we are. It's about my birthday, which is several months after your birthday. Yes. So I had prayed about what to get Jen. I always like to pray and see like, Lord, I just don't want to give someone a gift. So anyway, we met at one of our favorite coffee places, which is Brakeman's. A little shout out to Brakeman's. Um, And I treated her to coffee. And I'm sure we had some kind of delicious sweetness (laughs) there, of course, and handed her a card and a small bag. So, yeah, I opened up this sweet card, and Mel gives the best cards. Like, you can't not cry when you're reading Mel (laughs) cards because they're 100%. They're just 100%. They're fully, you are fully present in your blessing, in your written card. So, Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that about you. Um, So, I'm reading this card, and, of course, out falls this little bag. And I opened the little bag, and there's a key in (laughs) the bag. And I just was like, (gasps) oh. What? This is my key. And on, um, well, I'll let you tell the words because you're the one, you picked the word. Yes. So what was really um, neat about that is Chris ended up getting that during my birthday month, which is April, and it was a buy one, get one free special. Woohoo! <laughs> I know. So I had asked him, I really had prayed, like I said, and I felt like my word was believe. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's what I felt to give away to you in that season, too, is that word, believe. Yeah. And I really, it's, you know, these aren't good luck charms. These aren't relics. They're just, it was a gift and it was a reminder. It was just something that I felt seen by God, seen by my friend Mel, and she had no idea like, Mel, no. you had no idea that I was having this experience. And then I had no idea that you had the keys and had, I went get one free. So I just, I just feel the smile of the Lord upon it. And we're going to launch our key series with that story, but also with the word faith. Um, yes. Just because I, I needed that. I felt like four years ago, I was just going through a really, really tough time where I felt like, my faith was being shaken, and I really needed to lean on the faith of my friends, the um, just childhood, you know, like just I was having a really rough time in my faith. And so that was really meaningful to me. And we just felt like this is a really significant key to begin with yes. is um, the key of faith. And so it takes faith to believe anything. It takes faith to believe that this chair I'm sitting on is not going to just all of a sudden go down to the floor. (laughs) Right. Um, It takes faith to believe that God loves us. And that's important. And that's huge. And love might be another key we get to, but I won't won't go there yet. That's right, Jen. (laughs) One key at a time. One key at a time. Well, Hebrews 10, 17 says, faith comes through hearing. And that's what we're doing today. And that's what we're here. We're not teachers. We're not scholars. We are just here to share our journey, to express our journey in the things that we've experienced in the desire and hope to just ignite your faith and ignite your encouragement in the Lord and to say you're not alone. Like we have these sometimes crazy stories and that could happen to you too. And like, let's just keep going deeper into the heart of God and discover all that he has for us. So I really feel like Hebrews 10, 17, faith comes through hearing could be a theme verse for Journey Expressed because we really want to impart faith as people hear these stories. Yes. So we want to start with a definition of faith. This comes from the Oxford Languages Online, and it's complete trust or confidence in someone or something. 
And when I think of faith, biblically, it, it's Hebrews 11, if, you know, it's the faith chapter. But mm-hmm. Hebrews 11, 1 in the NIV says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Then in the Passion Translation, it says, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation need to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. So we just want to talk away, talk a bit about what are some ways to build our faith. Mm-hmm. And we just want to go through some scripture. Um, we want to read scripture and we want to talk about some of the things that are ways to build our faith. Mm-hmm. And we're going to share some stories too along the way, of course, because it's our journey expressed. expressed. <laughs> oh, boy. I feel like we need to clink our <laughs> our coffee mugs <laughs> that we don't have. Okay. Yeah. So for me, first one we want to start with is reading scripture and how important that is. Um, lately, um, it's been reading Song of Solomon. The Lord's been bringing me back to that book specifically mm-hmm. and reading through. And one thing that recently has caught my attention and built my faith is it talks about in chapter 2, it's 2.15, you must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship, for they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. And the footnote, this is from the Passion Translation, is... The, those foxes are the compromises that are hidden deep in our hearts. These are areas of our lives where we have not yet allowed the victory of Christ to shine into. The foxes keep the fruit of his spirit from growing within us. Mm-hmm. And I just, when I read that, because um, if you sometimes, especially the language of Song of Solomon, it's like, okay, Lord, can you break this down? <laughs> like, what are you saying here? What's behind it? That's the beauty of scripture, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a treasure. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mining for treasure. Because mm-hmm. as you go deeper, it's just... Mm-hmm beautiful. So I just had to put that in. <laughs> I love it. We're passionate about reading the Word of God. But this built my faith I because I saw that and I thought, Lord, just show me those areas in my life, mm-hmm. those little foxes, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like, again, those are, you know, offenses. Those are um, triggers, mm-hmm. you know, and, and boy, we could go and, you know, that's another podcast, but just in our world today, the things that can trigger us and bring offense. So mm-hmm. that really just has Mm-hmm. In reading that and just really been building my faith of, Lord, I want victory in you, so come into those areas. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jen? I love that, Mel, because I have this stamp in the very front of my Bible. I know you've seen it. It's I, I actually custom bought and made this stamp. Um, it says permission granted. And I stamped the front inside cover of my Bible with that because I needed to see that I have permission granted to explore God in the ways that our ancestors in the faith did. And I love the Psalms because they're so emotional. And it's like, okay, I have permission granted to be emotional right now because there's so much emotion evoked in there. And, you know, there's permission granted to apply the things like what you just shared, to apply catching the foxes. Like, okay, let's do this together, Jesus. Help help me catch the foxes in my own heart. Mm -hmm. So so I just release that permission granted just to dive into the scriptures and we can be wholehearted. If there's nothing else on this earth we can be wholehearted about, we can be wholehearted about scripture and Mm -hmm. never, at the end of the day, never fall ashamed because it is, it's truth. It's the only thing we have to stand on. So one of the things that I wanted to share about scripture, you know, we all go in and out of seasons where we're hungry or can't get enough Bible reading. And then it's like duty, you know, which that's good too. We have to be, we, sometimes when you're not feeling it, you just do it. 
And um, that's not as exciting as those those feely times where you're just in love with reading it. But I remember about 10 years ago, I was kind of having this reawakening, like a little personal revival. <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but I remember I could not get enough Bible reading. I would mm-hmm. go to sleep with my earbuds in with a Bible app on listening to scripture. Um, and in the morning, like when my kids would go off to like preschool and grade school, I would sit in the middle of the floor just reading, pouring over the scriptures. And I had this sensation, and I haven't had it since then, but I had this sensation during that time that I wish I could eat my Bible. <laughs> Every time I tell people that, I feel a little strange. But guess what? There is a scripture in the Bible about a prophet eating a scroll of Holy Scripture. <laughs> right. And it was to prove a point. And somebody reminded me of that. I was like, okay, so I'm not I'm not heretical here. But no, I just had that that sensation. I just wanted to get truth in me so badly that I wish I could just ingest the Bible. Isn't yeah. that weird? <laughs> no, it's not weird to me. I love it. I love it. Um, one of the other um, ways to build our faith is worship. And um, just a story on this um, that really built my faith recently is uh, in the last month and a half, we've been going to a church and during the, the worship is longer, which I love. And during the time of worship, both times the Lord um, gave me, he just, um, when I say this, when he gave me like a picture in my mind of what was going on spiritually, and part of it was just seeing um just seeing angels and, you know, back and forth in the in the church. It was really, really powerful. And I also began to pray for this one person um, during the service. And so then both times the pastor got up, and when he spoke, he was speaking exactly, pretty much exactly what was wow. going on in my mind. So it was wow. such a confirmation, mm-hmm. and it built my faith. Mm-hmm. It was like the Lord saying, hey, you know, you're hearing me. So I just think that's so good of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Jen? Yeah, well, you're definitely a worshiper. You're, I mean, I have, <laughs> you I have, are too. <laughs> I have sung songs, but but your heart and your passion for worship spurs me on. I mean, you you've led worship for years and years, and so you know the incredible things that can happen during a worship when when a, a people come together and raise their voice together. I know Kalani um, has has done some ministry with us. She's a worship leader. She lives in Jacksonville and she went through Morning Star School of Ministry and um, she's come and led worship for us at times before. She has a great teaching on what happens yes. in a corporate setting of worship and how when you lift your voice, it spurs other people on yes. to lift their voice and it releases faith. Yes. So worship is a powerful experience coming together and there's lots of scriptures about singing spiritual hymns and songs to one another and it does it does build your faith so sing out people (laughs) (laughs) amen sister um also another way is prayer and um a story that i have on this or just something to share personally is that uh this past year i've been really praying for our nation and um Again, I had this uh, picture in my mind of Gabriel. um, Archangel. Yeah. This is all in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Gabriel, the archangel, and other angels right above the Capitol building. And so, and sometimes when I'm praying, I'm like, Lord, you know, is this just my imagination? And, you know, am I on the right track here making this happen? And a couple days later, I was listening to a podcast that I have listened to, and he's an intercessor, and he said— 
almost again, he said that he was praying and either someone or himself had the same mm-hmm. vision of Gabriel mm-hmm. and the angels above the Capitol building. So again, that was just such a sweet confirmation wow. from the Lord of, hey, you're, you know, you're you're praying my heart. Yeah. And I hear you and I see you and um and you're joining others in that prayer too. So that was really faith building. Didn't that make you want to like know more of what's on God's heart to pray because it's like, yes. okay, I'm not the only one that's here standing in the gap, I guess is the Christianese way of saying that, standing in the gap right. for our nation. Um, and I'm, I'm sure it just invigorated your faith to pray more earnestly. Yes. And also prayer is a conversation with God. And I just want to say this too, that, you know, I learned this later in life that um, it's not just we're speaking out to God, we're speaking out to God. Mm-hmm. It's listening. Mm -hmm. We're also stopping and listening. And I think in our, again, and I say this in our culture, it's such a generalization, but I'll speak for myself. Mm -hmm. I get so busy that I don't take the time sometimes to really stop and listen Mm -hmm. to what God has to say. And that's through his word and just listening Mm -hmm. um, through Holy Spirit. So yeah. So what about you, Jen? Do you have some faith-building prayer stories. Yeah, well, real quick, one time I was praying for a a woman who had come to a ministry that we were involved in leading, and I was praying for her afterwards. And I looked down, and with my eyes open, I literally saw on her shoes and on her feet all these succulents, like just these plants and growth. And it was like so much life. And I kept blinking because I was like, am I awake? Am I asleep? Am I seeing this with my eyes? Or is this a vision like just in the spirit? But it was like physically with my eyes, I saw all these succulents just like growing all over her feet. And I just blurted out to her. I just said, you are bringing life wherever you go. You are bringing life wherever you walk. And she looked at me and said, I'm in nursing school and I'm going into my internship and my prayer has been that I would bring life wherever I walk. Wow. And I was like, oh my word, let me tell you about these succulents. (laughs) (laughs) So that really built my faith. And of course I had to step out in faith. Like she's going to think I'm crazy with these succulents, but I mean, there was just so much faith in that little circle of us praying. It was incredible. So step out, people. Just step out in in faith, and the Lord will continue to grow your faith and encourage you. So prayer is a big part of participating in this strengthening of our faith. Yeah, so another thing that we like to do to build up our faith is tell ourselves our testimony, tell ourselves our own God stories in the way that He has shown up in our lives. And that's kind of what we've already been doing today. And I do feel my faith growing and re-excited and encouraged. Um, But this is a very practical thing that is in Scripture all the time. I mean, how many times is it listed? I know it's well over 13, the parting of the Red Sea, and how— they pass that story along generation to generation. And it talks about stones of remembrance. And it is really important not only to feed on the scripture, but to also feed on our own story with God. We all have our own story. And one of my favorite stories that I like to remind myself of when I'm feeling weak in my faith or really coming against unbelief, because, you know, there are definitely days and It might even depend on what time of the month I'm in (laughs) where I just have so many doubts. And these are weapons. These are keys. And this is how I build myself up. And one of my favorite stories is um, several years ago, I was in a worship service. And during the worship service, I just felt like this thought went through my mind um, that the Lord was like, 
renaming me and like highlighting my middle name. And um, I was like, okay. And it came and went. And a couple days later, I got an email from a friend who was sitting a few rows behind us. And he sent the email to my husband and I, and he said, yeah, during that worship service, I just was standing back there and I just got this sense that God was renaming you, Jen, your middle name. And my middle name is Joy. And it was like, I I remember the fear and the awe and I was shaking when I read that email because I was like, I really felt like that was from the Lord when he said it to me. But then when it was confirmed to me, it was like, okay, sealed deal. Like, this is true. This is the Lord and he's speaking. Um, and so I just remind myself of that story and the, the awe always comes back when I think about that. What about you, Mel? I love that. Well, I have a renaming story too, but it's with um, my daughter. So when I was pregnant with her, um, we actually found out um, with Liam that we were having a boy, but with Esther, we wanted it to be a surprise. And I had a doula and, um, and she was also a friend. And I was probably, I mean, I was later um, in the pregnancy. And at this point, I liked this name. Um, was it Madison Kaylee? I just mm. loved that name. So and cute. that's what I wanted to name her. So um, we were we were set on that. So one day, I just, she encouraged me, my doula. She just said, just go take a bath. Just be with the Lord. Just rest. And so I did. And in that time, I really felt like the Lord said, um, it's a girl. And I want you to name her Esther Grace. Mm. And so, sure enough, and, and again, it's kind of like, okay, Lord, well, it's 50-50 here. <laughs> <laughs> could be boy, could be girl. Okay. So, yes, when when she was born, you know, that was yeah. a beautiful moment, too, when Chris came around and said, it's a girl. Wow. And she really is. She's an Esther Grace. So, I love that, that mm-hmm. we have, you know, those renaming stories from yeah. the Lord. Yeah. And that's totally biblical, too. I mean, God is in the renaming business. So, yes, it's, that's right. it's all throughout Scripture. Um, I love it. Jacob to Israel. Is that correct? Yes. I don't even right. have my sources in front of me, but <laughs> That's right. he's all about that. Well, Mel, would you just close out our session here? We have so much more that we want to share, but we have some some key scriptures that we want yes. to leave you guys with, and we just pray that you're, you're all encouraged. Yes. So I just as we were um, praying about this and going through it, it was really that, that concept that keys open things up and keys can shut things out. So just as we're... Um, we just want to read a couple scriptures here. First of all, in Matthew, in a New Testament scripture, Matthew sixteen nineteen, I will give you the keys, which keys are a symbol of authority and ruling power of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. And Isaiah 22, 22 is a scripture in the Old Testament. I will place on his shoulder the key to the house of David. What he opens, no one can shut and what he shuts, no one can open. So I just thought about these two questions. What does faith open? And one of the things is eternal life and salvation. John eleven twenty five and 26, Jesus is talking to Martha and he says, Martha, you don't have to wait until then. I am the resurrection and I am the life eternal. Anyone who clings to me in faith, even though he dies, will live forever. And the one who lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? And then, of course, John three sixteen. We've seen that everywhere, (laughs) and and we know it. We've memorized it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Then also, what is another thing that faith opens? Healing. 
Mark eleven fifty two. Jesus responded, Your faith heals you. Go in peace with your sight restored. All at once the man's eyes opened and he could see again, and he began to follow Jesus, walking down the road with him. James five, fourteen and fifteen, is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. One of the other things it opens is perseverance and endurance. James 1.3, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And so what does faith shut out? And this isn't an exhaustive list. There are others. It, it shuts out fear. Mm-hmm. Psalm 118.6, Now I know, Lord, that you are for me, and I will never fear what man can do to me. It also can shut out shame, disappointment, and being dismayed. Romans 10.11, For the scriptures encourage us with these words, Everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. Isaiah 28.16, So this is what the Sovereign Lord says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who trusts will never be dismayed. And then unbelief, Mark 9.23b-24, Everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Wow. Wow, that's so powerful. Thank you so much, Mel. Well, I hope all of this has been an encouragement to each one of you listening, and we are grateful for each one of you. And we just pray that your faith is strengthened today and that you are full of joy and belief and hope. And thank you so much for journeying with us. And we look forward to releasing more keys that we have used and hopefully that you will use as well. Feel free to check out anything that we mentioned today. We'll have all references in our show notes. And thank Thank you so much for joining us on the Journey Expressed.